Welcome to another episode of The Fittest Guy in the Office. I'm Adam, and this podcast is all about helping busy guys make the most out of their time and navigate through the many nuances of fitness. I'm an online fitness coach and men's physique competitor, and I'm also working on my master's degree in exercise science. Here, I'll be sharing the knowledge I've accumulated over the years of fitness and nutrition, as well as sharing the mistakes that I've made in the past so that I can help you avoid making the same ones. My mission with this podcast is to give you a no-fluff, no-BS, one-stop shop for fitness and nutrition information. I also talk about productivity, motivation, and mental health, as well as interview some of the top entrepreneurs and greatest minds of our time. So not only will you learn from successful professionals from a wide range of industries, they'll be taking us through their daily process and sharing the habits that make them so successful. The Fittest Guy in the Office is all about getting fit, being successful, and optimizing your time. So let's get right into it. All right, today I talked to Miguel Olaf, who is a mental health advocate and has struggled for years with his own mental health. I think this is going to be a really valuable episode for you guys because everybody struggles with mental health. It doesn't mean that you're crazy. It doesn't mean that you're weird. It just means that you're normal. So uh, this is something that we should definitely normalize and should be talked about more often, especially among men, because we are taught to kind of just brush it under the rug and never talk about it. So let's talk about it. Throughout my life, I've, I've wanted to do this for a long time, talk about mental health. And, and I've had this passion inside of me just to well, let's go back to 2009. I actually attempted to take my life. And ever since then, I've had a passion, a burning desire. Like, you need to talk about this. You need to speak up about it because there's other people that are going through this. But I, that whole, again, culture of just nobody's talking about it. You know, when I first kind of started to be aware of mental health, I started to dig into it and see who, who's going through it, who's, uh, you know, talking about it, who's experienced it. Let me see what I can learn. And my experience, man, is there's not a lot of support. And just like you said, there's not a lot of people out there doing it. And so I didn't have anybody to look to. And that is another reason why I have spent 10 years, you know, fighting back, wanting to do it and talk about mental health. And finally, now I'm here, you know, like you said, there's not a lot of people doing it. But thankfully, there are just a few pockets here and there. Like my biggest thing, man, was Mark Metry. I don't know if you've heard of him or, or follow him. He has this amazing podcast called Humans 2.0, and it was that podcast, man, that really changed my my life trajectory over the summer. Um, you know, I again, I've always for years just doubted myself and told myself, you know, other people aren't doing it for a reason. You know, just work through it, move past it, and put it behind you. And and I've never been a big podcast person, but somebody this summer, actually, my high school teacher, my history teacher tagged me in a post with Mark Metry about this episode that he did over mental health. And I was like, man, I've never done podcasts. Let me listen to see what's up. And that, that podcast man spoke to my soul. Like he, he was, he interviewed Tim Denning. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a big blogger, a big writer. And, and I, somebody that I've looked up to. And so to, to see these, the, this guy that I've looked up to as a, as a writer and an author and all this stuff, talk about his mental health man, like that just inspired me. And it set that fire off again that I've been trying to put out for so long. And seeing them two, these successful professional men on a global platform, a podcast where anybody can listen to your, your future employer, your future clients can hop on and listen to like they're, they're doing it so I can do it too. And, and so that's, that's what's pushed me. And, and just like you said, since there's not a lot of people out there doing it, I found it to just be a good opportunity to like, let me jump in there and let me make myself the, the, the voice for, for right now while other people, you know, build up the courage or whatever. And, 
but also man, uh, you know, one thing that's kept me from talking about it is not wanting to make people, not wanting to make everybody feel like they have to talk about it because they don't. And everybody has a different journey. Everybody has a different, uh, you know, path. And it's just like, not everybody needs to get on LinkedIn on a global platform and, and talk about it and soak in it and live in it or whatever, you know, but there are a few people that are going to have to stay back and kind of, you know, be in it and, and, and talk about it while going through it rather than the whole 2020 perspective, you know, there's already a lot of 2020 perspectives out there. You know, I, I, I went through this and I came out and this is what I did to go through it. But there's not a lot of stories of this is where I'm at. This is how I'm working through it. Follow me while I'm going and let's learn together. That's kind of where I'm at now. I agree with you in that not everybody needs to like right now just spill everything and talk about it. But I do think that it's important to talk about it at some point. And I think that like that's you're on the same page uh, with that because now might not be the time and, and forcing someone might just do even more damage than, than not talking about it at all. Even at that point, man, where I knew like there's something going on, like I don't want to be here. I'm trying to take my life, whatever. Even then I didn't really understand mental health, man. Like I didn't understand what was really going on. And that was in 2009. And I wasn't really, I, I didn't really start digging into the mental health until just four years ago. And so it's been, it was a buildup of a lot of things that, you know, subconscious things, things that I, I dug away for a long time. Um, you know, when my, so I have a stepson who's 13 now, but he's been around since he was five years old. Um, he's like my own, you know, I love him. And when he turned nine, a couple of years ago, four years ago, I started to have these nightmares and these flashbacks. And I was like, like the, the, the top of my career, man, I was making, you know, 60, $70,000 a year. Uh, in, in sales, no college degree, you know, having a family of four boys to support, you know, all this stuff. I was, I was killing it. And then I had this mental breakdown. Like I said, when my son turned nine, he turned nine in October and building up to that, starting in August, I, like I said, I started having these nightmares, these dreams and, and flashbacks and come to find out, I ended up having a mental breakdown. I had to go to a therapist, come to find out a lot of it stems from being abused as a child. So I blocked that out for years, man. I, it's something that I, you know, it's a flight or flight thing. Your, your brain just tucks it in, digs it deep and don't think about it ever again. And, and so that revelation really d led me to dig into all of, you know, look at, look at all of life and what was happening. And I can see now how, you, you know, just like you mentioned, a lot of it was a buildup. It was just a buildup, you know, after that happened, I watched my, I held my grandma's hand, you know, as she passed away, you know, just a year later. At the same time, my parents ended up divorcing, um, you know, just a lot of back to back to back to back. And, and, you know, my mom's a single mom. I love my mom to death, you know, but she was, she was a single mom working two to three jobs. So, you know, she wasn't available, you know, and, and so it was just a lot like, yeah, a, a big buildup of things, not understanding, not knowing. I remember being in sixth grade, man. And knowing like something, something in my brain is going on, but I don't know what. And then come sixth grade and you learn about puberty. And so I'm like, sweet, like that's all this is. It's just puberty. You know, it's not nothing deeper. It's just, I'm, I'm overthinking it. It's just puberty. This will go away. And then you go to, you know, middle school, high school transition. It's just a transition. It's just, it's just graduating high school. It's just becoming a parent. It's just being in a relationship. So you, you build up all these excuses 
because you're not aware and you're not educated that there's something deeper going on in your mental health that needs to be worked through that you need to sit in and, and, and learn how to express and work through. So, so yeah, my, my attempt was just a buildup of, of a lot of things, but again, at the time I didn't know what it was coming from or, and that was one of the reasons why I ended up trying to just end it off. Cause I didn't know what, what's going on. Like, this is so confusing. You know, why would I feel like this? Like I've, I'm, I've got a roof over my head. I've, I'm eating, I've, you know, I, I'm not poor, you know, and I li- I go to a good school. I live in a good community. You know, why am I feeling this way? I, I, I'm editor in chief for my high school newspaper. Why am I feeling this way? I got a scholarship to national geographic to study uh, photography in the Galapagos. Like, why am I feeling this way? So it was just a lot of not knowing what was going on. Like I said, 2020, I mean, now I, I see it was a, just a buildup of all of these events that I was, I was never, I was never empowered to, to work through or address because I was, I wasn't aware. How did you go about getting a therapist? Because I think, especially in the States, it's, it's not, I don't think it's covered by insurance or even talked about by rarely yeah, is it covered. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you, cause that's something that you have to go out and seek. You, you can't just like get a referral from your doctor and, and everything's good. You, you, was this like a, ther- uh, a psychologist or a therapist or like just like a counselor? No, I appreciate that question, man, because one of, one of the things that I want to do more of is kind of educate people about that process. Because just like you said, it's, you have to go seek these people. And I didn't know how does this work? Like, what do you say? And so it was a, it was a long process, man. And it was, it was a very difficult process that shouldn't have been that difficult because, and that's another, that's a, for another subject, you know, just the, the accessibility that, that therapists have, you know, everybody puts themselves online, but why are you online if you're not going to, you know, be engaged and be active and, and, and respond. So for me, as somebody who grew up, you know, I've grown up with social media since I was 11. It's just natural to reach out to people that way. I don't call people. I don't email people. I'll reach out to them on social media. If you're there, you should be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, it was, a, it was a difficult process because again, coming from a place where, I'm don't know what's going on. I don't want to talk about my feelings. I don't want to, you know, express a lot and let people in. I had to reach out to people. And a lot of them, like I said, didn't reach back out because and they've reached out months later, like, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, got caught up, whatever. Um, but you know, I, I've gone through, I went through about three, three or four therapists before I found one that I really felt comfortable with. And and so it was, it's like an interview process, man. It really is. And, and you have to be at a place where you're willing to, to be open about where you are. Um, because I had tried it before, actually. So back in 2010, I ended up having open heart surgery. And my doctor, my cardiologist, proactively put me on, on uh, antidepressants. He says a lot of people you know, who end up um, you know, having to have open heart surgery, they'll develop depression or whatever over time. So take these pills kind of preventative thing. And I was young, I was 17. I didn't know. And so I did take them and, and I ended up going to a therapist, but I, I I didn't, I wasn't open. I wasn't ready to, to, to be honest about where I was and, and just embrace my truth. And so when you're looking for a therapist, you really have to be open. You have to be ready for it. And you have to understand that it's an interview process. Like I said, a lot for a while, I thought after the first or second therapist, I'm like, am I, is it me? Like, 
Am I expecting too much? Am I, you know, do I not have the right idea of what a therapist is supposed to be? You know, and so a lot of times it was my questioning myself, like maybe I'm the wrong person. Maybe I'm expecting too much. And, and, it, and it came to understand that you're not, it, it's not at all. You don't expect too much. People in these professions, a lot of times are just educated about mental health. They haven't actually experienced it or, or even a, a, a bout of depression. Like, you know, I've asked people like, what's, what motivates you? Like what brought you to want to work with people? And it's that, that idea of wanting to help people is really cool. You have great intentions. I love it. But there has to be something deeper because people that are going to be across from you revealing their lives and their issues are going to be able to tell immediately. And so for me, again, it was just an, it was a long interview process of, of going through trial and error of, of who I felt comfortable with, who I, who I connected with and knew I wasn't just another number. That was another thing is going through therapists and just after a couple of sessions, you could feel like, all right, I'm just another number. They're just checking off the boxes. They're not really invested in what's going on. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, even so uh, you've seen it, Adam, you know, I mean, just the other day I, I posted about having a rough day and that was leading up to it. And, you know, it's been going on for a while. I've had a couple of rough days and, you know, just two or three weeks ago, I think at the beginning of the, of the year, actually, I I reached out to a therapist online and she's, you know, big on Instagram and, and, you know, trying to promote her brand and all this stuff. And, and so I'm like, okay, well, she's big, you know, she's active on Instagram. Let me shoot her a message and, and ask her like, Hey, you know, can we talk about, you know, maybe, you know, seeing what you charge or whatever. This lady took three weeks to reach out to me. And it, that's another thing that I have. I'm now I I'm, I'm starting to see the need for, whether it's, you know, educating therapists or, or just, you know, empowering them. Like you can't have this online presence if you're not going to be present online. And if you're not going to, if you're going to make yourself available and put your phone number and, and your email and say, reach out to me, like you have to be, uh, you know, willing to, to be there when people reach out and email. And so that's another thing that, you know, with, that we're going to have to work on with, with therapists and, and psychologists is being, being available. And if you can't, then you need to hire somebody or bring somebody in to, to be that voice because it's 2020 people aren't going to, to the yellow pages, you know, book to, to see what you're about. They're going to Google, they're going, and that leads them to your online presence and that leads them to reach out online, you know, the 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 especially in mental health the idea that people are just open to call you is just you know ridiculous like i can express myself better through writing and so psychologists and therapists need to understand that more and be more available through email and, and social media messages you know especially in, in in something like mental health that's something that's urgent and it's something that that's now you need to respond to your dms now um and if you can't then get a va you can literally pay five dollars an hour for that for that they they need to you're, you're absolutely right. They need to get on that. But like, and like you and you and I are not qualified to, to like, we're not psychologists. We're not like psycho, uh, psychiatrists. So it's, it's one thing to, to find someone who to talk to, like that's better than nothing or like a counselor or something. But I find that, um, cause I, I mean, I've actually, I've, I've, I've looked into this as well. Like I think the, the stigma behind, mental health is something that needs to be talk, talked about because you don't have to be crazy or like um, have anything wrong with you at all. It's just like 
everybody needs mental health. So I've, I've found this uh, in looking for uh, a therapist like that, that would, that's um, kind of can be, we can be on the same page um, and who understands what, what I'm talking about. But I, all I find are like counselors or like, they're just a step up from me. Like they maybe did a certification or um, like these online things, like, you know, you'll get the, the Instagram ads and it'll be like, want to talk or whatever. It's like chat or whatever. Um, but I also find that those are really spammy. Like once you sign up for them, they're like, okay, well, $60 a week. And, and you're like, wait, but <laughs> you don't know anything about anything. Why would I ever do that? Um, and another thing that I was, that you made me, uh, think about is the, the interview process is very annoying. Like I, I don't want to tell a story 15,000 times in anything that I do, no matter if it's customer service, if it's, um, like telling my, my, my services, that's a diff- different story. You kind of have to do that every time, but, or like, like just anything, any long story, I don't want to tell that a lot of like a ton of times. So I think what, what would be, I don't know why people haven't done this before, but if, if they just have you record a video and say like, it's not going anywhere, it's going to be in this file, the, all of the therapists are going to see it. Um, and we'll choose one that's be- that best fits you. You tell your story one time, you're matched. Boom. <laughs> done that's an amazing idea like that would be so so powerful man because like i said i mean for me the biggest thing was building up the courage i had a mental breakdown man i had to i had to be out of work for two weeks like but the thing for me even then i was i was you know low and it took a lot for me it took days for me to build up the courage to to reach out to somebody and like you said like having to tell it multiple times while you're you're finding somebody before even interviewing people, you have to find somebody that has time for you. You know, all these people, oh yeah, we have, we have availability in a month. We have availability in, in, in two months. Like I literally had somebody tell me, I, I call them and I'm like, I'm having a mental breakdown. I need to come in and see somebody. Okay, we'll get, we can get you in in three months. I go, you, that kind of problem. It's not a... <laughs> I said, like, and I literally ended up having to go to like the, you know, thankfully there's like a local... Um, you know, nonprofit organization um, for mental health. And, and my wife, she's a parole officer. And so she works directly in, in that field, you know, and, and so I knew about it and I reached out, man. And I went and, and because it was that dire is I was like, I needed it now. Like I needed to talk to somebody today immediately and to have somebody, you know, multiple people on the phone tell me we'll have availability in weeks, months. Are you serious? Like, do you, did you hear what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, what I'm saying is a lie. Like, you know, I, I, I loved, I, I was so excited to talk to you, man. Um, I kind of, you know, going off subject, but like, just because I immediately, and it's so funny. I read your bio this morning about how, you know, kind of the podcast. And at the end you talked about like, you know, you love to give tough love and dude, like from the second that we interacted, like I, I could tell like, that's who you were, man. I could just, I love it. Like, cause that's who my mom is, man. That's, you know, like a tough love person and like, give me the shit straight. And like, yeah. you know, and no, no BS, no, no fluff. Like this is how it is. And, um, so I think we need, you know, like I was saying, like you, you take that with you, well, both of us, you know, some, something's going to happen, but you have, we need more people like you, man, in, in, in the mental health advocacy, because, you know, one thing is for me, you know, looking back to see like, what could have helped push me out? Like what could have, what could have helped, you know, one, one reason why I'm, I'm talking about this is because I don't want everybody to have to wait till they're 27 years old to figure out what the hell is going on. 
And so I thought about, you know, I'm like, I want to make it, I want to make people aware early. I want to, but then you got me to think like, what, what's, what could have really pushed me and helped me? And man, like if, if people, if somebody, if I would have had somebody honest and, and just like, you got to pull yourself up. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to, no, no, none of these books that you're reading, none of these podcasts that you're listening to are going to pull you out. You and only you, the choices that are in your head and that you, you choose to make, that's the only thing that's going to pull you out. And, you know, a lot of, for so many years, I looked at all these, you know, people that, that, that were talking about it or that, that had experienced it. And, 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 you know, I'm like, it must be nice to, to be there, you know, and, and it must be nice to, to have been able to get over it. But it really, it's taken me jumping, you know, on LinkedIn over the past year to meet people and see experiences of people that are just like, you got to put yourself out. Nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to, I mean, people are going to have their hand down and they're ready to help, but you got to get yourself up. You got to reach out. You're going to be the one that's going to have to make that decision. And so if, if there's anything that, that, you know, I wish I, I could have learned or had somebody in my life, like you, you know, tough love, like just give it to me straight. It'd be like, the only way you're going to get out of this is by you pulling yourself up. And, you know, so like that's been um, one of the things that I've just been looking forward to to talking with you, man, is because I love what your, your podcast is about is that tough love um, because we don't have it. You know, it goes back to like the a post I made a couple of weeks ago about confrontation. You know, people, if we were only open to confrontation a little bit more and being uncomfortable, we, we'd maybe grow more, we'd advance more, we, we'd, you know, be just better humans. But people are so closed off to 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 confrontation and tough love at times, you know? Yeah. And I, I think, cause I, the, going back to the very first interaction that we had on, on, uh, on LinkedIn, I, I think, cause you'd commented, you'd posted something about like your new, like health, uh, whatever you were doing. Oh, I don't yeah. Know. My vegetarian. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You were, you were just like simply stating what you were doing and I was simply stating something too, but it wasn't like, like you, 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 said that you, you like the, the tough love. And, and actually since that day, I kind of have, I kind of like think about it before I, before I post something or before I say something, because I, I am coming from a place like here, here it is. Like, I'm trying to save you struggle, like stop doing this or like, like just be mindful of this. But it, it it's often can come off as like, you're stupid. Why are you doing that? So I, uh, yeah, like that, that, that post, I think that was actually the first time that I talked to you because I think we had commit, we had connected and then someone commented on my comment and was like, I can't believe this. What are you like? What are you doing? And like, I, I just, I, my response was just like, I don't, I don't care about this. Like I was just, I was just giving you a fact. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not going to apologize for that. But then I was like, Miguel, Miguel, I have to like, I have to, to send him a message. And cause I, I didn't want to, to make a, a health, a mental health advocate feel bad for doing something that he thought was good. So, um, and I really appreciate, I could tell that too. Like I'm, I'm deep into reading people, man. And like, you know, just like reading behind the lines and pulling back layers and stuff. And I could, as soon as you posted that, and as soon as you re- replied, I could tell like, you know, you felt a little bad, but like, man, like don't, what I would say, like being aware of it is more important than anything. And so, you know, don't hold back, man, because like as tough as it's going to seem, you know, like, I, like I'm telling you, man, like as somebody who was in a depressive state, like was in, in, in my mental health, like I'm going through it. Like 
I needed that, man. Like I didn't, I didn't take offense to it. Like I want you to know, like what you said and the way you delivered it. Even though, and and looking back and seeing, you, you're right. Somebody ended up commenting and kind of you know going back and forth. And but at the same time, man, like somebody's got to do it. And and one thing I somebody told me last night is like, you have to stop telling yourself that what you're doing isn't isn't enough or isn't right and, and isn't the right way. And I would say that to you, man, like, uh, don't water down your tough love so much to where it's just love. You know what I mean? Like, that toughness, man. And like, and, and maybe it just comes to that, man. Like when, when you address somebody, you message them and you let them know like, Hey, this is coming out of just, you know, mad respect, you know, just, just wanting to help you out a tip. And, and you know, but don't be, don't hold back is what I would say, man. Cause the, the, especially the mental health world and people, in that really need more, more tough love. And because, you know, I was thinking about that this morning, man, I, on Facebook, a couple of years ago, I told my story about my abuse and it was more of just people feeling sorry for me. And that kept me like, that was four years, three years ago, man. And here I am barely really stepping into being able to, to step out of that sadness and that, you know, woe me kind of a thing, because I, I, I surrounded myself by all these people that were just, oh, I'm so sorry, Miguel. I'm so sorry that happened. You know, instead of like, all right, move on. Like it's time to go on to the next big thing. You got, you, you're, you're about something. And so we need people like you, man, for sure. Thanks. I appreciate you saying that. We need more people like you as well, because I, I, your positivity is just, I would never even know that anything was ever wrong in your life. So that's, you're going, you're going the right direction for sure. Just to, just to touch on the, the kind of like tough love that we were talking about though. Um, and it's like, sometimes it's too tough, but actually I, I think that in possibly like hurting someone's feelings, I think that might in the long run, save them like tons of struggle and like sadness and whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> and then, and just, just quickly. And, and I've, I've actually changed, like modified it a bit. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not as like, it doesn't seem as more of an attack. It's more like this, what the, the action that you're doing is stupid because you're you you heard this from someone it's not your fault so basically i just give them the facts and then i i end with an action step because i think it's important to to recognize the difference between attacking and trying to stop the spread of misinformation and actually giving some someone a, an alternative and an action step to change that yeah man i love that and i mean just to vibe off of that man like i was feeling the same way even just this morning, you know, so somebody, like I said, I had a couple of people reach out to me, um, interested in new clients. And instead of like making them feel dumb or, you know, I, I kind of just like, I, I gave them an action step. I told them how I could, what I could do for them, but also like here, this is also something that you can do for yourself. Like you're, you're just as capable as I am. If it's maybe you just don't have the time or something like that's a different story. Like we'll talk about that, but yeah, no, like it's, I think it's important to not make people feel like they're dumb. Actually, it, it, that's a huge conversation that I've been having, man. Um, in the last couple of weeks, I've been having a conversation with this doctor. He's a doctor and he consults other doctors to, you know, get more patients, whatever, or run their business. And um, I've had a lot of people here. I've had a lot of doctors here on LinkedIn reach out to me, man. I had the head of psychiatry for my local hospital reach out to me and invite me to breakfast one day. And in getting to know these doctors, man, I'm like, 
the thing that they hate most about all these drug reps going in there and buying their entire, you know, their business lunch and stuff is that everybody treats them like they're stupid. And, and, and they're not stupid. They're just not aware. They, they spent their entire life specializing and focusing just on their craft to take care of you and bring you back to life. They didn't have time to, to, to focus on how to run a business and how to gain patience and, and all that stuff. And so it's, it's funny that you say that because people don't need to make made to be, be feel stupid, but people right now, especially older people are being made to feel stupid when they're, you know, instead of just giving, give, we don't need to just give advice because that makes them feel dumb. We need to give them advice with some action. Like you said, an action step. That's powerful, man. I'm glad that you're doing that. Yeah, definitely. But it's all, on the other hand, it is important to recognize that some people are some people are dumb. <laughs> like, like it's, you, there's nothing that you can do sometimes other than give them the facts, something, an action step, and they they can take it or leave it. So, something happened with your job, uh, so that you're not working anymore, but you're you're focusing kind of on on building your own thing. What are you doing yeah, right now? Yeah, for sure. So, like I said, um, after my mental health breakdown, I went. I was Thankfully, I had a job that had some mental health, um, you know, resources in place They had short term disability to where I was able to, you know, go to work part time kind of. And, but over that time, I ended up, you know, corporate America doesn't really understand mental health. And and even though the corporate big, big picture of it had a had a structure when it came down to the lower level management, they, they didn't understand it. And so I ended up being let go of my job in 2017, the summer of then. And ever since then, I've been in a limbo of wanting to start my own business, but being too scared and, and, you know, not having a security net and this and that. And so I've spent, you know, these entire last two years waiting tables, you know, like I said, I, I was, had a successful, you know, uh, sales career. And so it put me in a place where I was able to just, you know, wait tables the last two years. And, um, but man, like the food industry is hardcore more, more than the customers, the management, it's just, you know, everyone's treated in in the food industry, like you're just a number and and you're replaceable. And so that's, that's something to, you know, hard to deal with. But I started this, this uh, job in October and waiting tables. And it's just from the, from day one, the get go, it's just been a horrible environment. Uh, you know, they, they talk to me like crap. They disrespect me and, and, you know, I've got a family to support. So I just, you know, put my head down and go to work. Um, but it's built up to where it it was getting worse and worse. And I just had to make a decision and and not even I had to make a decision, but it was so bad to where they were, you know, like taking me off the schedule and, 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 and I'm like, what am I doing? Like I, everybody gets along with me except for like these, these certain people. And, and, and so like I had to step away. Yeah. And so I, I wasn't working and I jumped on LinkedIn, man. And I swallowed my pride and I asked for help. I'm like, look guys, like I've been trying to do this for, you know, months trying to find work for myself, trying to, you know, find my own contracts and whatever, but like, I need help. I'm, I'm, I'm desperate. And so I reached out and it's been beautiful, man. Like the connections that I've made from it, the people that have reached out to me, the the other people that are going through their own mental health struggles who have reached out to me. But now I'm like, have these opportunities, man. Like I said, 
I, I've always wanted to do marketing. I've always loved social media. I've been doing it since I was 11, but not having a degree and all that crap, you know, has held me down my lack of self-confidence. But now I'm at a place to where I'm confident in myself. I'm confident in what I bring to the table. I'm confident in, in my skills and ability. And so I've started to promote that after that, that post that I made. And so, like I said, just on just Wednesday, I signed my first client, man. Like, you know, all these years of building up to it and, and dreaming about it. And then today I wake up to have like four, like really good leads on people, like really inquiring about not just like, Hey, can you support me? But, or, you know, just, Hey, can you give me a tip? But like, Hey, like, we'd like to know what, what you could do for us. Take a look at this, take a look at that. And so, yeah, now I'm just, Adam, like I'm, I'm stepping into my purpose and be before everyone. Like I'm literally like finding myself. I'm working through my mental health. I'm discovering myself professionally uh, or solidifying myself professionally, like right before your eyes and before everybody, you know, like I'm not, I'm not lying and, and trying to, and trying to say like, I've made it or I'm there or like, this is all happening, like all developing. And I think there's beauty in that too. And that's been my intention this entire time. Like I said earlier, like 2020 is, is amazing. But when you're actually going through it and to, to express what it feels like in the moment is a different story that I hope other people can resonate with. And, and they have, like, I get so many messages from people you know, going through mental health things or whatever. And, and I encourage them, like, this is, this is how it starts. Like you have to reach out to people in your community and then you got to go seek help. Like you got to, you know, I'm not, like you said earlier, I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not your counselor. Like I'm here to listen to you and, and hear you out and then guide you to where you need to go and to do all these things that I've had, you know, the creativity and ideas to do for a long time. Like it's just been really rewarding. It's always cool to like create something for yourself and realize that you can actually do it because you have to remember also that there are actual idiots who are doing this and they're making millions. Like, you know, like they're, they don't know half of the things that you do. They don't have half the experience. They don't have half of the creativity, but they've been doing this for years. I, I know like 16 year olds who are millionaires because they just did it. So like that, that's, that's another thing that I wanted to lead into is your like self self-doubt, self-worth, uh, self-sabotage, self-confidence, all the selves. <laughs> what, 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 uh, I know that you had trouble in all of those areas, but what do you find to be the most, what did you find to be the most, uh, useful and, um, like what brought you to where you are now? How did you get out of that? Yeah, man. I think, uh, one thing was understanding that we have to, there comes a point in, in life where you have to sit in your emotions. You have to sit in them to understand them, to really dig, dig the roots up to see what, where is this stemming from? Like what's going on? And so all the self doubt and the self, all that stuff that, you know, that we, we mentioned, like it took me hearing from other people, like you're not going to be able to just work over this or, or put it behind you or, you know, put something over it and, and, or go to a therapy session a couple of times and say, you've been through it. It's something that you're going to have to sit yourself alone, one-on-one, -on -one, not one in a therapist, one-on-one -on -one, and really meditate on it and, 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 you know, be silent about what's, where it's coming from. And so realizing that, that it took me, I was, I think I was going for so long, man. I was like, 
okay, I, I see this is the way to go. I got to go to therapy. You know, I'm running like, and, and I'm running past all these emotions. I'm running, I'm running through them. I'm, you know, not understanding that it, it was really it's more of a marathon. Like you got to slow down and you got to work through it one by one, you know? And, and once I started doing that, once I started looking at things individually and not as a whole, like I've got all this shit going on. I've got all these emotions. Like, how am I ever going to get past it? Like I was for years. It's like, okay, let's, let's look at this first. Let's, let's work out your, your, you know, your lack of self-confidence. Okay. You're going to start doing videos. You're going to start doing, you know, posting about yourself on, on LinkedIn. You're going to start posting about your mental health. And, and so that's, you know, built up my confidence about, you know, mental health and, and then, you know, my lack of confidence of, I don't have a degree. I, last year, man, I, I got a position for a marketing director, horrible situation. Like the manager <clears throat> would literally toe to toe in my face, like be screaming at me, cussing at me, like reminding me also that I had a family to take care of. And, and so I stayed because this a whole idea that I need a degree. I put myself through misery because I was set that I'm never going to make it unless I have a college degree or, or some kind of certification, some kind of resume experience to put. And so fighting back that, what did I do? I jumped on LinkedIn and I just started doing it myself. And now here I am, you know, six months later, I've done it. I've proved to myself that I was able to do it. And I've, I, what did I do? I worked through that. I didn't just put it to the side and like, Oh, I don't need a degree. Let me just move on. It's like, Oh, I don't need a degree. Let me, let me show people why you don't need a degree. Let me show people how it can be done without a degree. And so, yeah, man, just like working through sitting in my emotions, understanding them, digging up the roots of those emotions and, and really working through them is what really brought me to where I am now and, and being confident and, and being aware and, and being sure of what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, so you're the social proof. That's that, that's even more powerful that you were able to to fix yourself before you're trying to to fix or at least point other people in in the right direction. I want to lead into into more like fitness and 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 physical yeah. health if you want. So um, you you were I'm assuming sitting down at a desk all all day at your other job. Now you're probably sitting at your own desk. Um, so you're, you're sedentary a lot of the time, which I am too. I'm like, you know, typing, I'm creating content, I'm sitting a lot. Um, what are you finding uh, to, to be either the most difficult about that? Or what do you, like, what ways are you finding uh, to get around that and, and, and bring health into your life? Yeah, yeah man. So I'm not a, I, Whenever I was young, growing up, my family always used to tell me, um, you know, that I had ants in my pants. It's like <laughs> I wasn't a, a, a person to like sit still, and I'm still not. Like I, I'm all about moving around, and and um, and so I think, uh, you know, having been put in a place in a position where you just sit and you just, you know, you live in it. I think it's translated into just like everything like in fitness and in, in, in my physical um, perspective is it's kind of like, this is what it is. I'm stuck kind of a thing. It's I, I'm just going to do what I do. That's kind of been my mindset. So I've never been like big on mental health. It's kind of, or I mean, physical health or, or, you know, fitness is it's, I've always been just comfortable. Like it is what it is. I am what I am, you know, 
whatever it is, I'm not going to work too hard on it. You know, I'm just going to accept it. And, and, but man, like, I'm, I'm glad that you brought this up, like the, the physical and fitness part, because for me, so I'm going to go a little too deep maybe, but like for me as a, you know, I always knew growing up, I had a subconscious fear of men and I never understood why. Um, but I always, I kind of had this like attitude that I was going to be, you know, not the typical guy. I didn't want to be the super masculine and super obsessed with fitness. And, and because what I saw in it was vanity is, is I didn't see the past the vanity part. And because, you know, when you're young, that's what it is for a little bit. You know, when you're in middle school, it's all about the boys trying to get muscles and, and impress the ladies. And, and so it, it, it at first it, it is, a vanity thing when you first are introduced to it, I guess, if you're not introduced to it healthy, at least. Um, and so I looked at it for so long as that. And, and because of it, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be involved in fitness. I don't want to care about my fitness the way those guys do. I don't want to, which has led me to like this complete just retreat from, from my fitness and my health. And, but I've, I've started to turn that perspective and even just connecting with you, man, like you reading over your stuff and, and seeing what you're about and, and that whole fitness thing, all it takes, man, is just like one little interaction. Like I want people to know, like all it takes is just one, one little post, one little comment, one little word to get somebody thinking. And like I said, seeing your, your posts and, and your, your profile, it got me to that point of where I realized like, I've always, I've tried to run away from, from fitness and I've always had this negative perspective on it because I've always looked at it as a vanity point instead of like internal overall health. And, and so, yeah, man, like my current, like I said, my current or my past jobs have, have put me in a place to where I'm just accepting what it is and not trying to do much about it, you know? Yeah. And you, you can say that with anything. It's, it's like the fear of money or the fear of happiness, whatever it's, it all comes down to you just creating these things in your head. They're not, they're not even real. A lot of the time vanity in the gym is seen as like, Oh, this guy thinks he's the best, you know, like he's, he's looking at himself in the mirror, but most often than not, it's the guy who, who's like trying to build himself up because he doesn't feel that at all. He feels like he's finally starting to get comfortable with him, with himself and with his body and yeah, he might seem like douchey and, and it might seem stupid to, to take pictures, but those pictures are probably progress pictures. He's probably comparing it to last month or, you know, like it's, you never really know what's going on with someone, especially in fitness. It, it gets a bad, uh, like there's a, there's a negative connotation to fitness, like you mentioned. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it's, it's, uh, something that keeps a lot of people out of the gym because they're intimidated, intimidated, but you have to kind of take a step back and realize that those people probably at one, well, they were at one time were intimidated as well. And now they're feeling a little bit more confident. So <laughs> you just have to kind of ignore people in the gym, unless someone's directly talking to you, just ignore them. There's, there's nothing that you need to do or they need to think about other than your workout. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, I mean, honestly, I hadn't really thought about that man before, like till you just mentioned it, you know, like, maybe it is a vanity, but it's an internal, like I need, I need that, that reassurance I need. And that, that goes back to what I'm going through, man. And, and it's, that's deep because, and I feel dumb even, even saying this right now, but like there are times where in my journey, like 
I do need that empowerment. I do need that reassurance. I do need somebody to to pump me up. And and I'm not I'm not saying it for attention, but like there are those times like where we as humans need that, you know. And so what you said is really is really deep because I find myself sometimes going you know to post like the other day when I posted about my rough day, I did. I was like. I'm ha- I'm feeling like shit. I'm at like a low, low, low. Like hopefully, you know, somebody will bring me up, and they did, man. And and so that that goes deep in what you said about you know the whole fitness thing. People, everybody needs that insurance, and so that's that's cool because I I've never really thought of it like them. You know, being proud of it's more of a pride of 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 where you came, where where you were, and where you are now. And like you said, you never know what, what, what actually the situation is. So, man, thanks for opening my eyes to that for sure. Definitely. And there's a label for everything. I mean, mental health, attention, the, the guy that just wants attention, you know, like it's people, people like to put everything in a box, but it doesn't necessarily fit. It most of the time doesn't. What I want to do in, in an effort to encourage more men to, to, to talk about these things, I want you to give me some, some action steps. So I've never really, um, told anybody like, Hey, this is what's going on. Or like, I've never really like, you know, I've, I've done what every other guy does and like, just think about it. And then maybe, maybe a little bit make an effort to, to see a therapist, but it never really happens. So what I, I mean, I, the, the things that you described are the same things that I've, that I've had trouble with. It was more like self-worth, like, you know, like I, I don't think that I can do this. or I don't think that I'm the best person for this or, um, feeling like, you know, uh, imposter syndrome, uh, self-sabotage is a huge one. So I've done things like, for example, I, when I started on social media, I started on Instagram. I built up a following. I was posting consistently. I, I was in, had an engaged audience and then I just let it all go. I just was like, Oh, it's really working. I was, I was consistently gaining followers every day. Every, it was working. And I was like, Nope. And I just let it all go. Um, or like, I'll, I'll get a couple clients and a couple new clients online and then I'll just say, okay, well, I can chill now. Or I can just, you know, so then I, 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 I sometimes purposely ruin things for myself because I think in, internally I don't think that I can do it or I don't think I should be doing it. So what do you, what do you think, uh, where, where do you think that comes from? Man, it just, it comes from that, again, from what you're saying, like just that reassurance, man. We need community. That, I think that's the biggest thing. Like if we were more intentional and in, 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 in engaged about community man like it wouldn't be what it is now the world wouldn't be so so uh so internal you know people wouldn't be so closed off internally i think what you said is just so powerful man because i i want to tell you like just the other day again when i i so here's my situation man like i'm in a tight financial situation i've got four boys i've got a wife i'm donating plasma to, to make it, you know? And, and so it's been a rough couple of weeks and then especially in serving, you know, January is a slow, slow month. So I was going from making, you know, 800, $900 a week to like barely making any, a couple hundred dollars. So it's been a struggle, man. And then, uh, like I said, just was it Monday or this week? Uh, sometime this week I, I got in my car. I was already having a horrible morning. It was shit. I felt down. I got in my car and my car wouldn't start, man. And I literally like just broke down. It was the camel, like the straw on the camel's back. Like I was just like, Shh, fuck, like everything, like right now, like of all things, like my car, 
Like, I got to take my kids to school. Like, they're in the back seat. Like, Dad, why won't your car start? You know? <laughs> and, and at that moment, man, I'm like, fuck. Like, I have to screw it. Like, I have to, you know, give up. But again, man, that, that, real, that, that self-realization and acknowledgement to where you are, and when, when you're going through those emotions, you acknowledge and you're like, I, I'm wanting, am I really wanting to give up? I've spent so much time. I built this community. Why not go ahead and just reach out to this community that I've built and I've been giving value to. And that's what I did, man. I was open about it. I posted about it. And, but even before I posted it, this, somebody texted me, man, like just randomly like, Hey man, I hope you're doing good. Like, you know, have a great day or something like that. And that, that made a huge difference. But what made an even bigger difference, man, was me reaching out and, and to my community. And so I encourage you and, and other other men to like take advantage of your community. Like you're building this, this community up. You're building, you've got your friends around, you've got your coworkers for a reason. Like, it, you know, reach out to them. People don't know. What they don't know. It's, <laughs> you know? And, and one, one thing is like, and that's another thing though, like on the, on the flip side of it, we have to be better at reaching out to people too. And yeah. so we have to reciprocate that, you know, like we, we, I'm not good about reaching out to my friends and, and checking, just randomly checking up, no agenda, just making a statement, make more statements in, in, in communicating with people. Don't, don't seek a response. Don't seek just, Hey, have a great day. Hope you're doing good. You know? not how's your day to kind of initiate and, but just sit, make a statement, leave it there, you know? And, and with that, doing that, man, like you'll be more comfortable reaching out to people. And so that's what I, that's my biggest, my biggest actionable step is like reach out to your community. Like we're here for a reason. Like, and there are, you know, bad people and dumb people and all that stuff, but like for the majority, let's look at the positive side. And for the majority, let's, let's look at, at what this community can really do for you in and, and i'm like look for those people that you can reach out to that you can build a connection with take these conversations off- offline like start to initiate an attempt to build relationships outside and with people that you know can that can encourage you or you know empower you and and i i want to let you know man adam like you've got my phone number bro like you know in those situations man you are worthy like you are more than enough like you can do this, man. Like you've inspired me in, in just uh, like, not even officially, not, you're not in, in any intentional way that you've done, you know, like just by being you and being here right now, like you've inspired me and you've helped me and imagine what's going to happen when there's more intention there. And when there's more, you know, like had you had intention, you probably would have helped me a lot more, you know, I mean, if we were working together is what I'm saying, like, you know, there's so much more that we could do, but but like, and so even just not, I'm not paying you. Like I'm not, you're just a connection of a friend that I've made and, and you're, you're helping me. So imagine what you're going to be able to do for so many other people. And I want you to reach out to me in the times that you don't feel, you know, worthy or you don't feel. And, and like to, to prove that point, I told somebody this the other day, I met with them for lunch last Friday and we had a great conversation and, and at the end, he's like, man, if you need anything, like, just let me know. And I'm like, I hear that all the time, you know, man, but like, I want you to know if you ever need me, like reach out to me. And I went deep into it, like kind of like what I'm telling you. 
And thankfully, like just Wednesday, man, like he reached out to me and he's like, nobody understands. This is what I'm going through. And he didn't need a response, but sometimes just letting that out and verbalizing it, it's kind of like crying sometimes. It's cleansing. Sometimes crying cleanses you. Sometimes pushing out those negative thoughts about yourself and, and putting it out there to somebody else is enough, you know, to, to, to reassure you that you are, you are in the right place and stuff. So yeah, man, reach out to the community, to your community that, you, that you're intentionally building Awesome. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. The last thing I want to end with is uh, that little bit of tough love. So um, I know you're not going to be as tough as, as, as maybe I am, but but what's something that uh, that you wish that people would have told you a long time ago? Man, that's a good question. And I've been thinking about it. And I think it just comes back to how much power, not only how powerful our choices are, but how much power we have in our own choices. And so uh, for so many years, I thought, even, even so four years ago, like I said, when I had my mental breakdown, I was officially diagnosed with PTSD. And, and so even then at that point, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's just how it is. Like I have PTSD. I react in anger sometimes. It's just how it is. Like I, I get in a depressive state. It is how it is. But if I had even my therapist, man, like my therapist never like told me like you choose to decide like what, how you're going to move forward, but also how you're going to let this affect you. Like, do you let this take you down or do you let this build you up? That's, that's my biggest thing, man, is I would say like everything in life is either going to build you up or, or keep you where you at or take you down. It's, there's no in between, like it's either going to take you down or build you up. And so people need to understand that you're, choices are either going to build you up or, or take you down. And you do have control over your choices. You do have control over your brain. I encourage everybody to, to Google neuroplasticity. If you don't already know it, there's so many documentaries and research on it. But even a lot of people think that the brain can't change, that the brain is, is just set in, in its ways and, and, and you just are how you are. And it's just how you were born. It's your genes. And and whatever, but that's all a lie. You you can you do have power over your choices. You can choose the way you look at things. You can choose the way things will affect you. You can choose the way your mental health takes over your life. And that's hard to hear when you're in 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 a depressive state. When you're in a in a in a need, you know, for for better mental health. Like to hear like that you have the choice. For me, many times it was hard to hear. Like I. I said, I always thought like, well, that's nice. Like, must be nice for you to be there. But no, I tough love, like you can do it. Like you've got to pull yourself out. You've got to make the choice to look at things differently. You've got to make the choice to, to peel back the layer at these negative situations and find something that you can learn from. Like, I wish somebody would have told me much sooner in, 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 in my therapy journey that, it was all up to me, not to my brain and how things are and just how it is. And you're going to live with this for the rest of your life. Things I wouldn't have had to go four years before I stepped into, you know, my, my purpose, but everything happens for a reason, man. Like it all, those situations and those experiences build knowledge, build, you know, confidence and it's all for a purpose. But, you know, I want to, to reach out and tell people you have the choice to, to choose 
uh, how this affects you and, and how you move forward. Yeah, ultimately it is you. You're you're the one that that gets to decide how people make you feel. So yeah, thanks thanks again for for all the the valuable information. Mental health is so huge, and I hope that you continue to 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 spread the message you too. And and I I, I like we're gonna be I, I I see us you know in some way collaborating you know for sure because I mean health fitness and mental health go hand in hand. And not only that, man, but like I said earlier, like I've had such a negative you know perception of, of fitness and, and what health is. And so definitely like, this isn't the last of us for sure. Uh, yeah. so I'm excited, man. I appreciate you like giving me the opportunity to, to come on here and talk with you and, and talk to, you know, the people that you work with. And, but I just want it to be authentic and genuine and real. And like, that's what I'm getting more satisfaction of it, from is just having these honest, real conversations. So I appreciate you, man, for sure. Definitely. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And where can, where can everyone find you? Yeah. So, um, the biggest thing, man, find me on LinkedIn. That's where you can find me. Like shoot me a message. Like I'm always down to talk to people. Um, and WhatsApp, we can connect on WhatsApp from LinkedIn. So just let me know for sure. Cool. Thanks a lot, Miguel. Thanks, Adam. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Miguel. It really helped me a lot. And I think that Mental health is really something that we should take more seriously. I know that I've had my struggles in the past, as I talked about on this episode, and it's not something that you should just kind of forget about and not worry about until it's too late. Because the reality is that one day it very well could be too late. So definitely don't want it to get to that point. If you guys enjoy this episode, I would definitely appreciate a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you want to rate it. I'll also drop the link in the show notes, but the best way is to go to ratethispodcast.com slash T-F-G-I-T-O. You can leave a quick and easy rating, and it really helps me more than you will ever know. As always, guys, if you want to keep up with me, you can follow me at at the Fit Adam on Instagram, TikTok, and basically any other social platform that you can think of. Also, if you're looking to take back control over your fitness, I do one-on-one custom coaching. If that sounds like something you need, you can apply using the link below or in my Instagram or TikTok bios. You can find that link pretty much anywhere. Send in your application. I'll get back to you right away. And if you ever have questions, feel free to text them to 347-752-5926. And I will do my best to point you in the right direction. And that's it. That's all I have for you. Thanks again for listening to this episode of The Fittest Guy in the Office. I'm Adam, and I'll catch you next time.